everybody. Good evening. It's Wabi from the Vikings Entertainment Network, and you are listening to Vikings Final Prep. Every Friday in this time slot, 6.30 to 7 p.m., you will hear Vikings Final Prep. And remember, you can also catch episodes after they air on Vikings.com and KFAN.com, the Vikings app, as well as on the KFAN iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you find your favorite podcasts. You can check us out in on-demand format there as well. Tonight, we're giving you the final prep for this weekend's season opener and home opener for the Minnesota Vikings as they are set to host the NFC South's Atlanta Falcons, two teams who expect to make their return to the playoffs in 2019. Falcons are coached by Dan Quinn and the Vikings, of course, by Mike Zimmer. You will hear from Coach Zim later on in the show. Two defensive-minded head coaches, but that is not the only parallel between these two franchises right now. They each have hosted a Super Bowl in recent years in their brand-new stadiums. They each have athletic, versatile defenses. They each have accurate veteran quarterbacks. They each have star running backs from Florida State, Devonta Freeman for Atlanta and Dalvin Cook for us, of course. The Falcons have a big physical wide receiver in Julio Jones, and the Vikings can counter that with a big physical cornerback in Xavier Rhodes. Veteran kickers, young offensive lines, the parallels go on. It should be a fun matchup on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Of course, you can hear that game all across the Minnesota Vikings radio network and right here at FM 100.3. The fan, voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, will have the call. Pete Bursich will be in the booth. Also analyzing from the sidelines, former Vikings, Greg Coleman and Ben Lieber. My main man, Mike Musman, he hosts the pregame show on the Vikings radio network. That kicks off at 10 o'clock. Later on tonight, we're going to give you some of the best sounds that emanated from TCO Performance Center that will include head coach Mike Zimmer and also quarterback Kirk Cousins. You'll also hear uh, from some of our other programming here at the Vikings Entertainment Network. But for this matchup, Vikings and Falcons, Sunday at noon, when the Vikings have the ball, an emphasis on the running game this season For the Minnesota Vikings, they, of course, ranked 30th in rushing a season ago. Now, since that time, though, Mike Zimmer and Kevin Stefanski, they have been working hard to improve the rushing attack. And what have they done? Well, on the coaching staff side, they hired Gary Kubiak, and they hired a new offensive line coach, Rick Dennison. Now, Gary Kubiak and Rick Dennison have worked hand-in-hand for a couple of decades in the NFL, and they have developed productive rushing attacks all across the league at different stops, but most notably in Denver and Houston. And they did so with running backs, quite honestly, and with no disrespect meant with running backs not necessarily as talented as Dalvin Cook. So it should be a lot of fun to see what these two guys can do as they help Kevin Stefanski devise a running game, see what they can do with a running back like Dalvin Cook, who unfortunately Dalvin Cook, who unfortunately has only played in 15 games over two seasons. But Dalvin is healthy right now, and he's been looking good all summer, all training camp. And, of course, he broke off that 85-yard touchdown run in the preseason against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, 
On the player side of it, the Vikings have made some additions there as well. They signed Josh Klein, a starting caliber right guard who will start for the Vikings at right guard. They signed him away from the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans, remember, have had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL over the last few seasons, and Josh Klein was a part of that. He comes to Minnesota. He'll be the starting right guard, so there should be some improvement there. They drafted Garrett Bradbury, number uh, or their, their first-round selection, number 18 overall in this past year's draft. Definitely the best center in this year's class. He joins the Minnesota Vikings offensive line, which will slide last year's starting center, Pat Elfline, to left guard. So the Vikings have beefed up the interior of their offensive line with a uh, with two new players and a position change with Pat Elfline. Of course, Riley Reef returns the veteran left tackle, and Brian O'Neill, who missed a lot of training camp in the preseason with an injury. Uh, the injury report coming up later on in the show as well. But Brian O'Neill on that injury report, but is expected to play in Sunday's game. So coaching-wise and personnel-wise, the Vikings have worked hard to improve their running game, and that is going to be an area to watch when the Vikings have the ball. Now, the Vikings' medal will be tested, though, uh, when it comes to the running game because these Atlanta Falcons, they are serious about stopping the run, just as serious as the, as the Vikings have been about being able to run the ball. The Falcons, I said, are head coached by Dan Quinn. Well, he's also sort of the defensive architect. He's a defensive-minded head coach and was a defensive coordinator for two seasons in Seattle, where Seattle had annually one of the best NFL rushing defenses. Uh, And they do it with numbers, and I I suspect that's what the Falcons are going to do now that Dan Quinn is calling plays on game days, which he did not do last season. So you're going to see the Falcons with four down linemen, and on top of that, they're going to slide the linebackers over to the strong side or the weak side, and they're going to bring a safety down into the box. And you are going to see a lot of eight-man boxes, at a minimum seven-man boxes, but definitely some eight-man boxes. So it's going to be very important for the Vikings offensive line to communicate well at U.S. Bank Stadium when they're on the field. Assign a hat for a hat, as they say in the business. Get everyone blocked. Execute a cut block or two on the backside and see if Dalvin Cook can scoot through a crease and have a couple of long, explosive runs. The Vikings can do that. Then their offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. The play-action game becomes more effective. The bootlegs with Kirk Cousins become more effective. And the Falcons will creep closer and closer to the line of scrimmage, which will give... Our star wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, an opportunity to win on the outside against what could be a lot of single coverage if we see eight-man boxes. Now, when the Falcons have the ball, all eyes will be on Julio Jones and Xavier Rhodes. Now, these two have matched up three times in the Mike Zimmer era. No touchdowns allowed by the Vikings or Xavier Rhodes against Julio Jones. Julio going to go to the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, Not afraid to say that. He's about half, maybe not even halfway through his career, but he is definitely on pace to be in Canton someday. Averages 96 receiving yards per game for his career. When he plays Xavier Rhodes and the Vikings, though, almost half it's decreased to 54 yards per, per game. He's itching for a new contract. He'll be motivated to come in here. And, uh, and sort of um, um, flip the script a little bit on Xavier Rhodes. So that should be a really fun matchup to watch. But that's not all the Falcons have in the passing game. They also have Muhammad Sanu. They have Calvin Ridley. They have Austin Hooper. And, oh, yeah, they have Devonta Freeman as well. Rookie right side of the offensive line for the Falcons, Caleb McGarry, likely to start at right tackle. Chris Lindstrom, likely to start at right guard. So that rookie right side at U.S. Bank Stadium against Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin and company, that's going to be a challenge for them 
and that'll be a fun matchup to watch as well. Third downs will be important for the Falcons. Crowd noise will be important for the Vikings defense. Uh, when it comes to injuries, Stephon Diggs missed some practice this week, but he's listed as questionable on the injury report. Essentially, everyone else except for Tyler Conklin on the Vikings injury report is expected to play, so that's good news as well. Uh, Mike Hughes ruled out as he continues to recover from his knee injury, but it sounds like, according to head coach Mike Zimmer, he's getting closer and closer to playing. Speaking of head coach Mike Zimmer, he gave his week-ending press conference on Friday, something he always does here at TCO Performance Center. Talked about several issues, including injuries and some other things. We're going to let you listen to that right now. Okay, we're, we've had a good week of practice. We're excited to uh, get in front of our fans at U.S. Bank Stadium. I hope to get there early and get loud and uh, go out and play with our chip on our shoulder. So, questions? Mike, what does it mean to have, uh, for the most part, aside from Brian O'Neill missing for some of uh, training camp, but, but the five guys practicing together and being healthy going into the uh, first week? Yeah, well, it's always good to have a continuity uh, with with not only with that group but with every group you know the it's nice to uh get out there and practice you know he missed a decent amount of time but uh he's a smart guy and uh i think uh josh and uh, them work well together um you know i think bradbury helps him get on the right track so it should be good mike you guys have managed to limit julio jones a little bit in the matchups that you've had against him what's worked uh, in the game plans you put against him um Probably pass rush has been the biggest thing. I don't know. Um, you know, he's a great player. Um, they've got more weapons now than they've had, but uh, but he's a great player. We'll we'll have to uh, really uh, pay pay uh, special attention to him. Talk about Matt Ryan's mobility a little bit. Is that something he's adding to his game as he gets older in terms of being able to move in the pocket better? No, not really. I mean, he's always been able to move decent. Uh, you know, he's had some scrambles this preseason, um, so. Uh, it's really not anything different than what he's done. Mike, Marwan mentioned, uh, yes, Marwan mentioned yesterday about using different punt returners for different areas of the field. Have you ever done anything like that before? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not a big deal. How, how do you go about like determining what skill set, if you want like somebody who can get to the edge or a vertical threat, somebody who can go vertical, Like how in-game do you determine who's going to be that punt returner? Um, a lot of it's field position or what you're trying to get done on the return. Mike, with six defensive tackles on the roster, how do you go about determining who's going to be in that rotation? Um, well, we try to figure out what, what's the best uh, wave, I guess, to use. Um, each week probably be different, you know, but, I mean, we've got a plan going in for this week, how we're going to do it. Is it, all, is it so it is scripted somewhat, or is it situational at all in the moment? Both. I mean, you're scripted, but then things change throughout the course of the game, and you, you know, you, all right, get these two guys in there, get those two guys in, whatever. Are you optimistic about Diggs being able to play on Sunday? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, if you had the old probable designation, was he? We don't have that. Okay. Uh, Grady Jarrett is kind of unique because he isn't one of the taller guys out there and wasn't a top draft pick. What is it that's made him, uh, I guess, allowed him to become one of the better interior watchers? Well, he's a compact guy that is very, very quick and uh, strong as well. Um, You know, Geno Atkins, another guy very similar to him, got got great uh, quickness. 
but then they can use power as well. So if you if you start sitting back on them, then all of a sudden, you know, they they start powering you. And, uh, he's just he's just a really really good football player. Did you have to catch last night's game? I saw a little bit of it. Um, yeah, wish we both both would have lost. <laughs> yeah, me too. Although I don't, I mean, yeah, they both would have lost. That would have been great. Some people want a tie. I don't think a tie would have been good because then neither of them would have lost. So, uh, what ended up happening in that Bears-Packers game, of course, if you missed it, was the Bears dropped a home game to the Green Bay Packers. So the Green Bay Packers start one and zero. The Bears start zero and one. And guess who the Vikings play next week? They play at the Green Bay Packers. The winner of that game, regardless of what the Vikings do on Sunday against the Falcons, the winner of Vikings-Packers in Week Two at Lambeau Field. We'll be in first place in the NFC North with only 14 games to go. All right, we have a whole other half of the show coming up after this break, so make sure you stay tuned for more Vikings final prep coming up after the break. But before we go, I want to tell you about two things very quickly. Join us for the Vikings kickoff rally on Saturday, September 7th, presented by Miller Lite. This free event takes place outside U.S. Bank Stadium, featuring live performances from Brett Michaels and Chris Hockey. Seahawk. It's presented by iHeartMedia. Plus, a chance to win Vikings season tickets on the line at the kickoff rally. More at vikings.com slash kickoff rally. Also, the TCO 5K is on Sunday, September 29th. Runners can finish at the 50-yard line at TCO Stadium for the TCO Vikings 5K. Registration is now open, but hurry! Space is limited. Register today at vikings.com 5K. Stay tuned. More Vikings final prep after this break. Hey everyone, it's Wabi, and this is Vikings Final Prep, getting you ready for Vikings and Falcons on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Remember, you can catch that game on the Vikings Radio Network and right here at FM 100.3 The Fan. The pregame show with Mike Musman, 10 o'clock. The Boom at noon with Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Greg Coleman, Ben Lieber, and the Vikings Radio Network team bringing you the action from U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings and Falcons to open up the season. More show to come, but first, nominate your school now to be named the Minnesota Football Community of the Year, presented by Innovative Office Solutions. The program will honor the winning community of the year with a town takeover and a check for $10,000. Nominate your community now at vikings.com slash community of the year. All right, let's get you to some of the best sound that we heard from TCO Performance Center this week as the Vikings prepared for the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to kick things off in this segment with offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski, who was a guest of Paul Allen's on Vikings game plans. On Vikings game plan, one of the things PA asked Kevin about was Vikings rookie center Garrett Bradbury. Rookie center Garrett Bradbury, 18th overall pick in the draft. He makes his regular season debut. Hey, Grady Jarrett, nice to meet you. So, I mean, you're you're starting off with a, with a very tough, fast defense, I would imagine. How has Garrett progressed? Sometimes you forget he's a rookie. I mean, he's out there and, and he's playing good football and, and you're, you're, your eyes are going to this side of the screen or this side of the screen and you say, oh, yeah, that guy's first year out of NC State, and, and we're asking him to do so much. We're asking him mentally to do so much, and, and, and I try not to take it for granted, and we remind ourselves, and as we put this thing together, to not go too fast with a young player like that, but every challenge that we've thrown his way, he's aced. So I'm just excited to see him start this Sunday versus the Falcons. 
Hey, there's a good sign now. The offensive coordinator says we've been throwing Garrett Bradbury some challenges, and he's acing all of them. Very good sign for the Vikings offense. Now, also, later on, on the show Vikings Game Plan, yours truly sat down with Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, and Vikings Game Day Live analyst Ron Johnson for a segment we call Winning Formula, which is on every episode of Vikings Game Plan. We discussed the Atlanta Falcons-Minnesota Vikings matchup on Sunday. Alrighty, deep stretch of Vikings game plan. This is the winning formula. Obviously, a lot of Vikings, Atlanta Falcons related talk. Let's put a bow on it with Ron Johnson from Fox 9's Vikings Game Day Live and Wabi from Vikings.com. We begin with a Matt Ryan talker. Like, who is Matt Ryan? Ron, is he Matty Ice? Is he going to put a chill over our defense? He's definitely Matty Ice. I mean, if you look at Matt Ryan over his career, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. If not for Tom Brady, would have won it. Matt Ryan is still good. He struggled against the Vikings, but only because at those times he only had Julio Jones. Now he has a bevy of other weapons. I think Matty Ice is still ice cold. Yeah, I think I think Matt Ryan deserves a lot of respect. MVP, been to a Super Bowl, won divisions in what's been a really good competitive division for a long time. But against Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, it's not been great. And now he's at U.S. Bank Stadium trying to handle Mike Zimmer in this defense. So I have a lot of respect um, for Matt, but I, I also have a lot of respect for this defense in this building last year at wow. U.S. Bank Stadium. Look at that. Opposing quarterbacks averaged 161 passing yards per game. Yeah, for the and, whole season. And I think the Vikings are his nemesis. I mean, they do kind of confuse him a little bit with that double-A gap buster. And, and Matt Ryan, we know, likes to sit back in the pocket and make checks. Zimmer knows that, so he kind of delays some of his blitzes. And then he rolls coverage behind it, which is the reason for the interceptions. But I think what Matt Ryan is realizing now, and, and I'm going to hit on this later, is the Calvin Ridley piece. That's something he hasn't had. He hasn't yeah. had a true guy that's going to give him 60-plus catches in a season. And he has it now. Hey, and if these Falcons are starting rookies on the right side of their line, now granted, they're both highly touted. Chris Lindstrom, first rounder, right guard. Caleb McGarry, right tackle. Curious to see how that will play in to the receivers and tight ends getting out in routes. And speaking of receivers, Julio Jones versus Xavier Rhodes. Is this Atlanta's big chance to get some points? Yes. And the reason I look at the early preseason games, Xavier Rhodes didn't look completely healthy. I don't know if it was maybe checked out a little bit because it's preseason. It's like, hey, let's just get healthy and go to the next game. But the last game against the Cardinals wasn't one of his best outings. Looked like he was chasing a lot. And Julio Jones is getting better. You get rid of Sarkeesian, which I think that was one of their big issues. Now you add an offense that's geared around him and the other receivers. Matt Ryan, we know, is going to run a little bit of delay runs with the running back. But this is a Julio, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley show. Yeah, well, those other receivers better be ready because I don't know if there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities <laughs> with Xavier Rhodes. The Rhodes are, are they're going to be closed, I think, for Julio. He averages 54 yards per game against Xavier. For his career, it's 96. That is a steep drop-off, and I'm not challenging Julio. He's one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the game, and he's going to be up for this challenge, too. He's healthy, first game of the season. So I think this is going to be a fun matchup, but my money's on Xavier. And, and it's a major key to the game because over the years, with Xavier able to be singled against Julio and slow the thing down, that means Zimmer can get up his uh, tattered sleeves and get into his bag of tricks. And that plays into Matt Ryan's sometimes substandard performances against the Vikings. All right, let's close winning formula with some X factors. As mentioned, Vikings-Falcons at U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Crowd noise here, not kidding you, major X factor. Yeah, I think that is probably my number one X factor of the game. And I think what adds to it, guys, is it is the season opener and the home opener for the Vikings. And so there's just a little more juice to go around. So I think this crowd is going to be amped up and into it. The Vikings defense traditionally very good in week one. They scored a bunch of touchdowns with uh, Mike Zimmer calling the shots on defense in week one. So that's been fun to see. Mike Zimmer... At home, as head coach of the Vikings, 18-6. and six. And you mentioned all the rookie offensive linemen on the right side going against Daniil Hunter and Linval Joseph in the season opener. Good luck. Ron, yeah. give us the next factor. Yeah, you look at Grady Jarrett, you look at Devondre Campbell. Same guys they've had over the past years. They've struggled in the red zone with their defense. Really? They were tied with Oakland and Cincinnati. Ooh. They were for touchdowns given up, which is fourth worst. They were also on first downs. They've given up the most first downs in the red zone, which means you're getting more opportunities to score. They had the least amount of field goals kicks, which was 10. And so if you're only letting guys kick 10 field goals, you're not getting stops. That's going to be the key for the Vikings. So I don't know if we're going to see much of Bailey. We're going to see a lot of Diggs and Thielen in the end zone. Can I get a show-closing witness for the guy we just saw graphically? Dalvin Cook? Yes. I mean, Dalvin Cook versus Atlanta for the first time in his career. Funny, carried two times in the preseason, one win 85. And we all know, Ron, what's the key to success in the red zone? You mentioned Diggs and Thielen and passing the ball. If you can run the ball, yeah. you can have success well, in the, the red zone. The extended first downs, and yeah. that's that's where they've, they've struggled. I think in the red zone, they've overthought it. We know Dan Quinn is coming from Seattle, so he tried to create what Seattle had. He doesn't have those guys. He has a totally different defense. He needs to revamp it because that red zone was trash. All right, that is winning formula, a staple of Vikings game plan. You can catch Vikings game plan 11 p.m. on Saturdays on Fox 9 and all throughout the weekend on Fox Sports North. All righty, that's going to do it for Vikings final prep for this week. A reminder, we will be coming to you with Vikings final prep every Friday evening in this time slot, 6.30 to 7 p.m., unless otherwise noted throughout the week. Remember, you can catch episodes of Vikings Final Prep and all the shows that we bring to you in this time slot, Monday through Friday, in on-demand fashion at vikings.com or the Vikings app, also at kfan.com, as well as the KFAN iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, among some other places. Okay, final reminder, Vikings and Falcons season opener, home opener, For the Purple, it's Sunday at noon. You can catch the game on the Vikings Radio Network. Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Greg Coleman, Ben Lieber will have the call beginning at noon. But you tune in before that because at 10 o'clock a.m., Mike Musman will host the pregame show on the Vikings Radio Network. Going to be an awesome game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Can't wait for it and then can't wait to talk about it next week all across the Vikings Radio Network and at Vikings.com. On behalf of Vikings Final Prep producer Nate Vaughn, this is Wabi signing off for now. Skull Vikings.